0: Hey, everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Well, good morning. Buenos dias. Howdy to the live stream and podcast, folks. It's my honor to share God's word with you today. And as usual, you can follow along the uh, outline of the message through your Bible app, just find Encounter Church on the events through your Bible app. Or if you'd prefer a printed outline, we have some there in the back. It is still 2023, and so we're still in Christology, right? We're going through this uh, this theme, Christology, all throughout this year. And uh, how about we all together declare our theme verse. What did Jesus say? I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Revelation 1.8. Yo soy el Alpha y la Omega, el principio y el fin, Apocalipsis 1.8. And because Jesus is the beginning and the end, as we read through the Bible again together this year, we are... That's right. Because Jesus is the beginning and the fin. This year, we're reading the Bible together, and we're. Because Jesus is the reason, right? He's the reason why. He's the ology. The whole purpose of the Bible is to find Jesus and to know Him. Yes. Ready for some more Christology this morning? Question: What's the hardest test? You ever took? I think I heard more than one say the ACT or SAT. I want you to think back through life and school and all that. What's the hardest test you ever took? <laughs> Chandra said just, it's just life, right? <laughs> that, that's a trial, baby. That's a trial. <laughs> We're gonna to get to trials next week, but the hardest test you ever took. I remember—I can't remember if it was ninth or tenth grade—but U.S. history, and we had to learn all the U.S. presidents in order by date, and then we had to we had to memorize it, and we had to, had a test on it. And I remember—I still—I'm almost forty-three years old, and that was like ninth or tenth grade, and I can still I can still see myself sitting there for hours trying to memorize all of the presidents in order. Okay. Then I can think back uh, later on when I, when I was in college, in Bible school, I remember having to try to memorize the, the dates and the names of people who translated the Bible. It was, uh, can you think of your hardest test? How'd you do? <laughs> Diane said, Can you remember how you prepared for it? I, I kind of have a photographic memory, and I I don't remember anything now. Washington, Adams, jo- there we go. <laughs> but I remember sitting there, and like I could take a picture of it with my mind, on, and, and would remember where it was on the page. The next day, I could still remember that, but a week later, no. <laughs> Right, but I remember how I prepared for it. Do you remember how you prepared for the SAT or whatever the driver's test? (laughs) With intercession, intercession, yes. Well, I wanna teach you a little bit today about testing, right? Last week, we started learning about the three T's. So before we get into testing, we're gonna have a pretty healthy review. How many of you were here last week and enjoyed that? Or we're at least challenged by it if you didn't enjoy it, right? We started learning uh, about the three T's. So let's review and see how much we can remember today. In the beginning, in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. And the pinnacle of his creation is... Come on, turn to somebody and say, you. He created humans... He created humans and uh, we say the names of the first humans were? But what does Adam actually mean more than just being a name? What does Adam mean? Do we remember? Human. Adam means human, okay? And human means, in biblical language, human means image bearer, right? Image bearer. So God Did not create, he created the entire universe, all the amazing stars and seas and mountains and animals and all that kind of stuff. But the only part of creation that's actually a reflection of him in his image and likeness is humans. humans. It's us, that's right. And we were made to bear his image, to reflect his image. And as his image bearers, he gave us something very important. He gave us his, don't be shy, come on. He gave us his authority. authority, right? But what did Adam do with that authority? He gave it away. God gave Adam, God gave humans his authority, made in his image. But Adam, instead of obeying God, gave in to the enemy, right? He sinned, and when he sinned, he gave his authority away. But Jesus, come on, here's your Christology. Jesus, we learned, last Sunday, if you weren't here, you need to go back and listen to last Sunday, okay? Jesus is also known as the second Adam, right? Or the last Adam, Also called the second or the last man or human, right? We know that Jesus, when Jesus came, he came to take back, to recover, to restore the authority that Adam had given away. And now, through Jesus, we can have our authority restored the authority that God gave us as his image bearers, right? And in reality, That's what Jesus' temptation in the wilderness was all about. It was all about Jesus taking back the authority that Adam had given away. Okay, I'm glad that Caleb learned that last week, all right? So, again, just a quick review. Let's get it up on the screen. God gave his authority to humans, and then humans gave our authority to the devil, and then? Jesus came to recover and restore our God-given authority, right? We got that one? I think we have it. Do we got it, though? See, anything else I'm going to talk about if we don't understand that? It, 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 if we talk about tests and trials and temptations just as a thing, then, okay, okay. We could learn something, but if we understand that it's all about getting back the authority that God made us to have, that changes the story, right? It's all about getting our authority back. So, from Matthew 4 last week, we learned that Jesus, what did he do in the test? He he passed it, right? He passed the test. He endured the trial. He overcame the temptation, right? Why? All because he was... Ready. There you go. He was ready for it. And how was he ready? What made him ready? His relationship with the Father, with the Word, right? His relationship, his hidden, secret, private, anonymous years that we don't even really know anything about from the time he was 12 to the time he was 30 we don't really know anything about Jesus but we do know that at age 30 when he was in the wilderness and he was tested and he went through that trial and he was tempted we know he was definitely ready he was ready for it and so can you and I be ready right Adam failed we got any Adams and Eves out there? We've all failed, right? And we've all lost our authority. But Jesus passed the test. He didn't give his authority away. How many of us are glad he didn't give it away? He held on to that authority. He acted in his authority. And since he did, since he didn't give it away, now he can give us our authority back. How is this? And it, it goes like this. Jesus is... Again, the second or the last Adam, image bearer. Now, Colossians 1.15 says that he's the visible image of the invisible God. He's the image bearer. And then in Hebrews 1, it says Jesus is the exact express image or likeness of God. So we're talking the perfect image bearer walked in his complete authority and he did not give in to temptation. He did not give in and fail the test and he did endure through the trial. And when he did, he recovered the authority that we had given away, right? We also learned kind of what test trials and temptations are all about. What's the, what's the point of a test? To show what you know, right? And on the inverse, what you don't know. A lot of times, I mean, I don't. if you thought about your hardest test, maybe you knew a lot. Maybe you also took that test and realized what you didn't know, right? But it's to kind of show what we'll do with what we know. But the goal, what's the goal of every test is for us to To pass it, right? The goal of a test is to pass it, okay? And we're going to come back to that, and we're going to talk all about tests here in just a minute. And then different, a little different than a test is a trial. A trial is an extended period of lots of tests, right? It's like finals week, okay? That's a trial. That's a fiery trial, (laughs) right? But a trial is really just to show what we can endure, right? And what is the goal of a trial? endure it to outlast it right (laughs) to not give up and then finally we learned that a temptation is to show what we crave our appetites and what is the goal in every temptation to overcome all right want to learn about tests man y'all are not excited enough today this is not one of those messages where it's like let's start about being tested. A test is to show what you know. Come on, ask your neighbor, what you know? And again, it's, it's, when it comes to life, it's more, than, it's more than just to show what you know. It's to show what we'll do with what we know. Because how many of us know a lot of stuff, but we don't necessarily do what we ought to do with it? Right? Okay, a test is to show what we know, but even more to show what we're going to do with what we know, right? And when tested, when we're tested, we find out what we know and if we'll correctly use it. Tests, very important, are not long-term, right? You remember when you had a test at school, you had a time limit? You couldn't sit there for three years to take the test. I mean, you, had a, it was, it, you either passed it or you didn't, right? Right? Okay? Tests are momentary. And some of, maybe that's an encouragement. Maybe you're in the, right now, you're facing a test. And let me tell you, tests are momentary. Trials last longer. We're going to talk about trials next week. (laughs) But tests are momentary. They're here, and then they're not here, and you either passed it or you didn't, right? You either pass it or you learn what you didn't know and what you did to still learn, right? So the goal is to pass it or, or. To find out what you ought to learn. But both, both outcomes are good. Passing is always great. But it's also great to find out, hmm, I need to learn about that. Right? Come on, say, tests are good. Tests are good. So this is certainly not exhaustive. There are so many, so, so many stories about in the Bible about people being tested But I'm just going to give you three nuggets today about tests. And I think it's going to help us out. First one is, number one, testing reveals what you really think about God. Testing reveals what I really think about God. Not what ideally we think about God, but what we really, really think about God, right? Right? Let's talk about a little bit um, about my not favorite book in the Bible, but I've learned to, 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 to enjoy it-ish, and that is the book of Job. Somebody said Job, right? So we know that Job goes through a very terrible trial, long-term, and we're going to talk, we might come back to Job next week if that's okay. But I don't want to talk about his long-term trial. I just want to talk about his first two moments of testing. Now, God forbid we ever go through a test like Job. But hey, if he could, if he could pass, there's hope for us, right? So Job, what happened to Job? Well, Job, let me tell you, was um, back in the time, around the time of Abraham. And it's placed kind of weird in our Bible, but Job ought to be in the middle of Genesis, Okay. When, when Job happened was around the time of Abraham, and we know that Job was very rich. He had lots of kids and lots of cows and lots of land and houses, and, and the Bible says that he was a really good man. In fact, God himself said, have, have you seen Job? There's no one like him. He's, he's a man of integrity, Right? But we know that in literally in chapter one of Job, in one day, in one fell swoop, Job loses everything. His kids, his cows, which equals money. Everything. He he just loses it all in one day. Right? I mean, what a test. This wasn't... This wasn't something that happened little by little. Literally, in one day, a tornado comes and knocks down the house where his kids are having a party. They're all dead. The house is demolished. Fire falls from heaven and consumes his animals. I mean, all in one day. Come on, somebody say, that's a test. (laughs) Look what it says in Job 1.22. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Come on, somebody, say, he passed. Yep, test number one, he passed. Chapter two, test number two, Job gets deathly ill. The Bible says basically something to the effect of leprosy, but he was, had sores all over his body, and I mean he, I mean, talk about misery, he was just sitting there picking his sores. Like, please kill me already <laughs> right sick as sick can be but not dead <laughs> come on say that's a test look what job 2 says it listen hold on even his wife tells him just go ahead and curse god and die right <laughs> just get it over with but job replied You talk like a foolish woman. You ever told your wife that? (laughs) I have not. (laughs) That would bring about a trial. (laughs) Maybe that's why the trial continued. I don't know. You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things? I mean, listen to the way he's thinking. Listen to what he really thinks. Should we only accept good things from the hand of God and ever anything bad? So in all of this, Job, what? Said nothing wrong. Come on, tell your neighbor, he passed. He passed test one and he passed test two. Testing reveals to us what we really, really think about God. How do we know what we really think not what we wish we thought or what we say we think. How do we know? It's not just what we say at any given time that reveals what we think. Look, we say a lot of things, but what we really, really think will come out of our mouth when we're tested. Hmm. <laughs> Come on, poke somebody real hard and see what they do. That was a test. What we, listen, what we say when we're tested shows what we really think. And it's, it, it's pretty hard to hold it back because I heard somebody shout it out, but Jesus said from the overflow or the abundance of our Heart, our mouth will speak, right? It's going to come out. Now, when does stuff come out? If a bottle is full, what do you need to do for stuff to come out? Just squeeze a little bit, right? Just like this morning, you got up, you got in the shower, you got that bottle of shampoo and you had to squeeze it out, right? It did not just come out on its own. What's really inside of us, what we really think up in here, when we're tested, it's going to come out. When we're squeezed like that, it's going to come out, okay? We know Job passed the initial couple of tests. Again... (laughs) A fiery trial is what waited ahead. We'll come back to Job, I think, next week, talk about trials. But first of all, testing. When we're tested, it reveals what we really think about God. Number two, testing reveals what we still need to learn, right? It it reveals what we actually think, but also reveals what we need to learn, what we still need to learn. Let's talk a little bit about Philip. In John chapter six, um, we know that, Jesus and his disciples, his apostles, they had been out ministering out in the the middle of the desert, in the wilderness, right? And they, in this situation, it says that literally the entire day they had been ministering to the people. Jesus had been teaching them nonstop all day long. The sun's going down and his disciples come and they say, Jesus, the people are hungry now. We've been at it all day. The people are hungry, which actually meant what? Jesus, we're hungry, (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm not sure it had anything to do with the people. (laughs) Jesus, we're hungry, hangry by now, right? And so what does this? what what do his disciples tell him? Jesus, these people need to go home, (laughs) right? You ever felt like that? These people just need to go home. <laughs> go on. Jesus, just shoo them because we're hungry. And they made it, oh, the people are hungry. They need to, there's nothing for them to eat. Just send them on home so they can eat, right? And what does Jesus do? What does he tell them? Nah. <laughs> Y'all feed them. Come on, say, that's the test. They're hungry. There's really not enough to eat for them, especially not for the people. And Jesus says, I want you to feed them. John 6, 5, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, (laughs) Jesus asked, right? Hmm, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Come on, tell somebody, pop quiz. (laughs) Like Jesus didn't know what he was about to do, right? (laughs) I mean, Jesus knew he was about to feed 5,000 men plus women and children, which probably equaled a million. But no, they think it was at least 20,000 people that Jesus ended up feeding through his disciples. But he, he said, he asked Philip, where can we get food for him? Verse 6, he was, what? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed all these people, right? It was probably more like, now Jesus. (laughs) You know, there's no way we can feed all these people. but Jesus knew look this is i know this is this is this is one of the simplest things i've ever probably taught sometimes we don't know but Jesus knows and that's part of being tested philip didn't know he didn't know he didn't know what jesus could do but jesus knew Philip didn't know what was going to happen, but Jesus did know. Philip and all the other disciples were about to learn some pretty incredible stuff about Jesus that they didn't, had not yet learned. I mean, they were about to learn that he was God. <laughs> that he could, I mean, I don't know how he did it, if he zapped it or if he blew on it or I don't know what he did. All I know is that he thanked the Lord for it and he put it back in their hands and it multiplied to feed all those 20,000 people. They were about to learn something new. You ever learned through a test, you ever learned something new about God? Did you, have you ever through a time of testing have you ever learned something that you, you, you knew it was true, but now, then you really knew it was true, right? Like for real, it's true. And test, reveal the things that we need to learn and give us the opportunity to learn it, right? Maybe in a time of testing, you've learned how powerful God actually really, really is. Or how faithful he really is how much of a provider he really is maybe you've learned that how patient he really is anybody learned that how good he really is maybe you're up here singing you are good all the time and then you hit a test and you're like But then you learn he really, 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 really is good. Really. But it takes a test sometimes to prove what's really true. To prove that not only what you need to learn, but that what you have learned is actually really true. Testing reveals what we need to learn, what we still need to learn. Hey, not only about God, have you ever learned anything new about yourself through a test? Maybe some good things and maybe some not so best things, right? (laughs) Testing reveals what we really think, and testing also reveals what we still need to learn because normally, typically, what we still need to learn boils down to our character, which is number three. Testing reveals the maturity of our character. Reveals what we really think, it reveals what we still need to learn. It also reveals the maturity or immaturity of our character. So we've talked about Job. We talked a little bit about Philip. How about Joseph? And we might have to come back to Joseph a little bit next week, too. But you guys remember Joseph back in Genesis? Joseph was known as the. He was the first. Somebody whispered it, and you got it right. He was the first dreamer. Yes, very good. Okay. We know that even as a, as a child, as a, as a young man, God gave Joseph dreams, right? God spoke to Joseph about dreams, and then Joseph proceeded to tell others about his dreams, and one of his dreams was basically that his whole family was going to bow down to him as their leader, right? <laughs> and did his family like that? No, not very much, Okay. And uh, his brothers were extremely jealous of him. And we know that Joseph goes through test after test after test, right? Test after test after test, which equals a trial. Next week, come back for trials. But test plus test plus test, especially when they're all bunched together, is called a trial, right? But we know that Joseph faced one test Little breather, another test, little breather, another test, and guess what? Joseph wasn't perfect, but he was a passer of tests. His brothers are so jealous that they sell him as a slave, and he ends up where? Egypt. And then in Egypt, he gets a really Good job. Working for a really important man. Anybody remember the man's name? Potiphar. But then Potiphar's wife does him wrong, accuses him of harassment. And where does Joseph end up? Jail. Test. (laughs) Number. Sold. Test number one. Jail. Test number two. How about test number three? He helps some important people in jail, And they're supposed to help him out and then they leave and forget about him. Test number three. We know that eventually Joseph ends up becoming the prime minister of Egypt, saving Egypt, saving Israel, right? And literally becoming one of the most important people in history. But look what it says about Joseph in Psalm 105. God called for a famine on the land of Canaan cutting off its food supply then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them come on somebody God knows even when we don't right (laughs) Joseph who was sold as a slave they bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar and I want us to read this next sentence out loud all together ready until the time came to fulfill his dreams the Lord tested Joseph's character Then Pharaoh sent for him and set him free. The ruler of a nation opened his prison door. Joseph Joseph was put in charge of all the king's household. He became ruler over all the king's possessions. He literally became number two in charge under Pharaoh, the prime minister of Egypt. But until the time, come on somebody, our dreams don't come true when we want them to. If our dreams come from God, they come true in time, at the right time. Look at me. There is a time for the fulfillment of your dreams and you and I don't really have much to say about the time. But until the time comes to fulfill our dreams, just like Joseph, the Lord will test our character. Testing reveals the maturity of our character. What's in us will come out when we're tested. What's on the inside? Now, again, Joseph wasn't Perfect, but he surely passed a lot of tests. And it's so important. And listen, I think a lot of us need to hear this because we do this. We do this. We get tested. Come on, I I bet as I say this, you can think of a scenario. I encourage you to do it. Holy Spirit, show us these scenarios. We get tested. And some immaturity gets revealed. And we just brush it off. Justify it. Play it off. Ignore it. Or am I the only one that's ever done that? Okay, good. So important that when we're tested and immaturity in our character is revealed, we don't ignore it. We don't overlook it. We don't justify it. We don't try to make it into something that it isn't. But that we literally just look at ourselves and accept, hmm, time to grow. Because look at me, those that. Don't recognize their need to grow, we don't grow. All of us in here are grown ups, or almost grown ups. Look, how many of you know once you're a grown up, your muscles don't grow on their own? <laughs> in fact, the opposite happens, especially past 40. You either make them grow or they ungrow. (laughs) It doesn't matter how much you try to play it off and you wear bigger, baggier shirts. (laughs) Pretend you can lift something that looks heavy, but it actually isn't really that heavy.